The Soil Factory is not only dirt talk, it's a discussion about all things soil, business, marketing, and cool people. And now your host, straight out of compost, the one, the only, Luis Chamorro. Okay. Luis with the Ground Up and the Soul Factory Podcast. Today is November 2nd, and this is our third podcast. Very excited to introduce uh, somebody I met on LinkedIn through a search of Chicago-based companies. I had a visit to Chicago back in May and met Lisa with Landscape Hub. Lisa, hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Visiting Houston for the first time ever? Yeah, actually, yes. My first time in Houston. What do you think so far? Weather? I love the weather. It's much warmer than it is in Chicago. I landed, though, in, in a cloudy day, and then it turned blue skies, and it's been nice for the last 24 hours. You landed yesterday? Yes. What time? I got here about 9.30. P.M.? A.M. A.M. Yes. Okay, cool. Early day. Awesome. Well, um, Lisa's last name is Lisa Fiore, and Fiore is Italian, and we'll talk about Italian here in a few minutes. But um, do you know what that means? I don't know what it means. Flower? Yes. Flower, yeah. In Italy. Flor? Si. Flor fiore. Si. Yeah. Nice. How do you say si in, in Italian? Uh, si. Si. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, LinkedIn is one of those platforms that I use on a very regular basis and find really cool stuff. I'm obsessed with uh, Cheddar. Have you seen Cheddar on I LinkedIn? I haven't. No? No. They show all the cool, innovative products. I need and to. Is that you follow Cheddar? I follow Cheddar. I'm gonna follow Cheddar now too. And uh, it's kind of dangerous to follow Cheddar because we were just talking uh, during lunch about how we kind of prioritize our time. Mm-hmm. And if you think losing 20 minutes of your day is dangerous, you'll lose 30, 40, 45 minutes because you're constantly watching these new products and videos and. It's actually pretty cool. So if you're the Cheddar CEO and you're listening to this. My team is not going to want us to, me to follow Cheddar then. Yeah. I really uh, uh, value all the information you post. So thank you, Cheddar, for the entertainment. Um, tell us a little bit about Landscape Hub. Uh, why did I reach out to you? Is you know It's one of those things that it just happened because I was visiting Chicago. But it, I actually walked into something really exciting, and I didn't know that much information about your company and your hub when I walked into your company. So um, tell us a little, about, a little bit about what you guys do and how this technology came about. Sure. So Landscape Hub is a B2B marketplace uh, that for landscape supply and plants. So we... Uh, we basically connect suppliers and buyers in the landscaping industry, and uh, we do it on a tech like a platform. So we do it online. So we have today we have over 110 suppliers from 15 states across the country, and they send us their products. They send us their plants. They send us their uh, pavers. They send us irrigation. They send us any product that they want to sell on Landscape Hub, and then we publish that to our website. And we also include pricing, for example, uh, for each product. And so we publish that. um, So buyers, we have over 1,500 some buyers on Landscape Hub today, primarily in the Chicagoland area. And those buyers come to our site and they get to search across the entire platform for product. 
and then they can build quotes, they could build orders, and then they can push those orders to the suppliers on the platform. Awesome. Is this a revolutionary uh, product or platform, or is there something that's similar to what you do in the U.S.? And if there's something similar, how do you differentiate? Yeah, so I think um, to the way we view Landscape Hub, it's, it's what we're calling an end-to-end solution. So it, I, I believe there's other products out there that have attempted to kind of fill this digital gap that exists in the, in, the, in the space. I mean, basically, there's this big problem. We have so much fragmentation on both sides of the marketplace. We have many, many growers that are small and don't have a digital online presence. And then we have many, many buyers in the market. And so they can't find each other. And more than anything, they also don't have tools to communicate and work with each other. So Landscape Hub is trying to give transparency to the marketplace, but we're also trying to provide tools so buyers and suppliers can work better together, more efficiently, more cost effective, because there's a lot of pain um, that both sides of the marketplace have, and we're trying to ease the pain. Awesome. So, in essence, you are a hooking a hookup service for the green industry. We're matchmaking, yes. You're matchmaking, right? We're matchmaking, but but there's already <clears throat> right. So there is matchmaking going on, but more than anything, we're we're really trying to provide solutions to even existing relationships. We're trying to provide tools to both sides that help each other. In essence, you're always swiping right. What's that? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, right? I like that yeah. very much. You're always so. swiping right, and then you decide, oh, this is good for me or not. But you're pretty much not swiping left very much. How do I know this? Because obviously there is a lot of right, right and left swiping in, uh, in context with a lot of different marketing avenues and so forth, not because I swipe right and left. <laughs> um, one of the cool things that I walked into uh, the WeWork facility you used to office out of in Chicago was learning about one of your uh, your CTO, yep. who is or was part of a humongous concept that is now used widely and with a lot of volume on a daily basis with probably thousands of transactions every single day of the year. Yep. And who is that? So Chad Cooper. Chad Cooper is my co-founder. Um, what I've, we have three co-founders at Landscape Hub. Uh, Ed Rockhill, he comes from the contracting side of the world. And then Chad Cooper is our other co-founder, and Chad comes from the tech world. So Chad has a really interesting background. He started out, he has over 20 years of digital marketplace experience. So he started in Chicago at cars.com, and then he went to apartments.com, where he standardized the MLS data, which is really cool because we're standardizing plant data. In, in Landscape Hub, but most recently, Chad was the CTO at Grubhub. So he started at Grubhub very early stage, and then he was there when they went IPO. So he he was the tech nerd that built that built out the platform there. Um, and it's so so we got so when I so when Ed and I, my my co-founder, when we came up with the idea of Landscape Hub, I originally wanted to build this for my family's legacy business. So my family has a, a wholesale nursery and supply company in Chicago, and so originally Landscape Hub was the was conceptualized to build them software, and then we realized the light bulb went off, and this was something we could build for the entire industry, and so I we sought out a technical co-founder because you know we knew we were building a tech platform. So I met Chad Cooper 
I, uh, through the, just opening up a lot of doors in Chicago, knocking on a lot of doors, I eventually met Chad Cooper. I pitched it, pitched the idea to him. And it also just so happens that he's a plant nerd. So he loves plants. He loves landscaping. And when he started to look into the industry, his eyes like lit up and he was like, wow, this is like an awesome industry. Let's, let's build some really cool tech solutions to, to help improve it. Huh. Interesting. I didn't, um, I don't know how much tech nerds are into plants, but... They're kind of the same type of people, though. Really? Yeah. So you think every tech nerd is into plants? Well, no, but they're similar. So we have, right now we have 18, we have t uh, 18 team members at Landscape Hub. Half are engineers and the other half are plant nerds. Yeah. And everyone plays really nicely with each other. I think it's because they're similar. Awesome. Uh, earlier today, we walked um, the nursery here at the ground up um, on Britmore Road, which is West Houston. And Lisa says, is that a red bud? And I looked at her and I said, ah, I don't know. I don't know anything about plants. I know very little about plants. We sell plants all the time, but that's not my forte. I like the marketing component and the sales component. And um, I think that's not necessarily my background, but you know, you don't really have to know every single product you're selling. You just have to have the right people that sell it, right? Um, on the business plan side of Landscape Hub, what do you plan to accomplish over the next few years? Our goal is to, um, so our mission at Landscape Hub is to optimize the industry and improve the lives of, of those in it, right? So, so our goal is to improve the lives of all the professionals in the green industry. And the way by which we're doing that is building and providing tech solutions. So today, Landscape Hub is a market, it's a marketplace where we do transactions, right? But there's buying and selling occurring on Landscape Hub. But in a future state, we will be introducing communication tools for, for landscape architects and contractors and designers. Um, in the future, we'll be you know, um, building out tools to help um, you know, people in the field communicate with clients that are not in the field. So our goal is, is really just to introduce <coughs> solutions um, in, in, in the vehicle of a tech solution. Yeah. We see this on a regular basis, probably not so much now, but it still happens. We, we do business with some people, some growers, and their method of communication is facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, can, I still can't understand why yeah. somebody will still use a fax, yep. fax line. It primarily happens with a baby boomer approaching retirement age. And one, one, um, conversation you and I had uh, back in maybe in Chicago or maybe it was a TNLA Expo in, that, in San Antonio was, do we have to wait for the baby boomer generation to be out of the way in order for your technology to come into play and get a strong uh, following with the newer generation of buyers? What do you think about that? I mean, is, is, that, is that an accurate statement or am I making that up in my head? No, I think it's, it's an accurate assumption. However, we're, we're learning that it's, it, we're debunking that assumption, right? So, so first off, what is clear is there's next generations coming up in these small family businesses that are taking over, right? And so they're coming into their own at these organizations and they're looking around and it's not okay for them. They, they're not okay with the status quo of using a fax or, or 
you know what what was the communication of the past they're not okay with just simply living with that they're they're actively looking for these tools they're actively looking online to get information on products and about suppliers and so we're filling that gap however it's also we you know i i was concerned about going to market with this product how well received or not well received it would be from the baby boomers that are still out there still operating businesses and it's been you know really positive to see that they are adopting this they are i mean 65 percent of the suppliers that we pitch to adopt this platform and the vast majority of them are still in the baby boom baby boomer generational you know um that and and so so they are they may not fully understand it but they they do get it to some degree good 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 i think and the more you use facebook and linkedin as a baby boomer, I think the more you're exposed to these type of uh, new technologies and new concepts. And I, I know it's it's probably hard to make um, sense of how this technology works. But if you're if you're even if you're web browsing something, there is a lot of technology behind just clicking on a website and seeing the whole operational component of our website. Yep. There's a lot more in the background. So I know um, Landscape Hub is doing a lot of work, a lot of tech development to get into the marketplace. And we hope that um, the ground up can be uh, one of those uh, partners that can help you obviously, you know, grow and operate in, in Texas and neighboring states, Gulf states. We talked a lot about, uh, a lot about um, different trade shows. We talked about MANTS. We talked about Cultivate, we talked about Florida, the one in Alabama, the one in Texas, and we might see you again uh, at one of those trade shows. I know you're going to be uh, heavily um, walking and, yes. and shaking hands and meeting yes. new faces. So if you're listening to this podcast and you happen to see Lisa Fiore with Landscape Hub, mention that you you heard her on the, on the podcast. Um, we also had a really interesting conversation during lunch. Uh, we talked about family and backgrounds and so forth. It was very interesting to learn how your your family's business started, mm -hmm. right? So, tell us a little bit about that. It's it was your great grandfather. Mm -hmm. Yep. He came from. My great grandfather came from Italy in the early 1900s. And like many immigrants, came over with very little um, of, in the way of material possession. So he came over with, with um, a goal to make better life, right? And, and he was motivated, but that, that's all he had. He literally came over with no shoes. And so my great-grandfather settled in the north, the north suburbs of Chicago in an Italian community called Highwood, Illinois. And so around Highwood were all these wealthy landowners and estate owners. And where that's where they, all the industrialists settled. And so my great-grandfather was a handyman for these, these wealthy people. And this is a true story. So one day he was actually on, at a big estate repairing a door and or a patio or something he was doing some sort of repair work and mr um, armor said hey charlie can you plant a tree and he said yes he i mean he basically said yes to anything he would figure out how to do it and so he went out to the nursery country bought two trees one for mr armor and he planted it and then one for his backyard and that's that was the first tree that went into the nursery and fast forward that one tree turned into a thousand acre production nursery in chicago and, you know, at one point, Fiori, my family's business, was one of the largest production nurseries in the country. 
And um, yeah, and then, I mean, the, the, there was change, you know, I think in the 80s, um, that's when they changed the business model and they got out of production and got into reselling. And that's that's the business that I entered into, you know, 18 years ago, so. So that's the uh, <clears throat> perfect example of the American dream. Talking about, uh, about the American dream, uh, and we were sharing the stories, my dad, uh, from Colombia, South America, traveled to New York City with the whole intent of uh, learning more English and getting a type of degree that is, is a technical degree, which is refrigeration. I still can't say that word very well, can pronounce it very well, but he worked in New York City um, and got his technical degree in refrigeration management, maybe, I think is what it was called. Proposed to my mother via a letter my mother uh, at the time well flew to new york city they got married in rhode island uh, had my sister michelle lived there for seven years and he was a taxi cab driver my mom my mother was a seamstress and my dad saved all his money mm -hmm. sent it back home and they opened a creamery a, just a little ice cream uh, shop with french fries and hot dogs and now he has um one of the one of the largest restaurant concepts in the south part of colombia called mr pollo so he was part of that American dream. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I first came to the U.S. in 1990 and lived here for two years, I saw my dad and my mom working jobs that they were not used to working anymore because mm -hmm. they, you know, they owned that big restaurant chain at the time. And we had to move to the U.S. because of a threat to the family. And my dad went back to being a caterer mm -hmm. and my mom was cleaning rooms at the Sheraton. Mm -hmm. And the American dream started all over again. Mm -hmm, yeah? mm -hmm. So um, pretty cool, interesting stories. Um, when you got started in the in the landscaping industry, how did that happen? Was it just because your family was part of the landscaping industry and the, and the growing and no, distribution? So, yeah, I mean, I grew up always, it was always around me, right? I mean, I, I really enjoyed going to the nursery as a kid. I, I fondly remember doing like leaf books for class. Like I, we, I would just have the most killer leaf projects because I would have such a, an abundance of trees to choose from. But no, I, I mean, my father never pushed me into the industry, but I always had fond memories about it. And I originally, after college, I pursued, a, I pursued the dream of wanting to be like a mountaineer. I wanted to climb mountains and, and teach other people how to climb mountains. And I pursued that for about a hot second. And then I um, was actually planning to move to Alaska to be a guide. And my father called and he goes, you know, we really could use you for the summer, you know, helping customers. And then I had, I had spent some time working at some local garden centers. And I just, I've always loved, it's, we, have, we work in the best industry, right? We get to work outside, we get to wear jeans, we're working with other small business owners. So I, 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 just, I decided to, to come back and help them for just one summer. And that, the rest was history. So I, 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 you know, in that period of time, I just fell in love with the business and decided I could always climb mountains, you know, as a hobby versus a job. And that's what I did. Wow. Huh. What do you think would have happened if you had not taken that summer mm. job? What do you think you would be today? Oh, who knows? It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I've thought about that. Like, I would have gone to Alaska. I would have, you know, probably climbed a lot more mountains probably would have been a lot more physically fit than I am now, but I don't know. I mean, I don't look, I don't ever look back. That's for sure. Um, but I, I mean, I, I truly love, I, when I, I've met a lot of people in the tech industry in the last two years 
And I, the way I introduce this industry is like, this is the last best industry out there. And I truly believe it. And it is because we get, we, I meet people like you. I meet, you know, people that come like that. They, they, the American dream story is still alive. You know, people starting their own businesses and growing them. And we get to deal with plants and creatives and building stuff. And I think um, I've learned that not every industry is, is as cool and genuine as this one. So I don't know. I don't look back. I'm just looking forward, obviously. Yeah. Well, so sitting here, two people on a desk. With lots of mulch around us. With lots of mulch around us. And lots of white Zinfandel mulch. <laughs> no, that's actually the little one. The little sample. But we are genuinely the most cool, the coolest people in the, in the industry. <laughs> uh, I don't care who you are and what you say. That's a fact. We also shared some funny stories about, um, well, actually, I think I shared one funny story about when I first came back to the U.S. back in 1999. We were talking about, I don't know how this topic came about, but we were talking about Tourette's ADHD. And I was sharing with Lisa that I have Tourette's. I was diagnosed with ADHD. And my Tourette's, sometimes in the background, you'll hear me sniffing. The first job I had in, in, in Alana back in 1999, the manager came up to me on day two, and I was really nervous, so my tics were completely out of control. I was sniffing left and right, and he asked me if I had some of that magic stuff or that good stuff, and I had no clue what he was talking about. Very naive at the time. Still naive to this day because I don't partake on the biggest Colombian expert that people know about <laughs> other than coffee or flowers. But um, I was also talking about being diagnosed with ADHD and how, as an adult, my productivity has increased because now I've I've been medicated with the the you know the the component that uh, kind of manages ADHD. I know your day is super busy, and this is one of the things that Lisa uh, constantly, as we get in touch and as we communicate. We have to plan when we're going to meet, what time we're going to meet. It has to be exactly that time. How do you manage your day being a, a, you know, having a startup where you have so much going on and so many different components during that day? How do you do it? I rely on Colombia's biggest export to help me through the day. Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Coffee. No. <laughs> um, lots of coffee. So um, I think... I um, I use obviously technology quite a bit. I live in my Google my Gmail calendar. Um, I try to I tend to overbook myself, which I'm going forward into 2019. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to give myself time in between my meetings and calls, and and, and I'm actually starting to schedule time downtime. I'm scheduling downtime. And I've, I've been reading a lot about people and how they spend their time in the morning. And I'm truly trying to, um, what the best practice is to not read emails, right? And so I'm doing, I start my day out, I consciously don't check my email. I might check it, but I don't get in deep with it. Mm -hmm. And then I, I actually spend the, my morning um, reading an article or two. So frequently throughout the week, people will send me good reads and then I, I put them in an inbox, I put them in a, in a folder, and then I will go to those reads, and that's what I try to spend my time in the morning. Like, first thing in the morning is to get caught up with the good reads. Good, so it's always educating yourself. Yeah, well, yes, it's yes, it's educating, 
and just challenging status quo in my mind and trying to just it's it's more about ideas and um, different perspectives that I'm trying to garner from outside reading. Cool. And uh, you you mentioned that you work how many hours a day? Oh, too many. I'm, I'm, that's another goal of mine. I, I'm I, I th yeah. How many? You said you 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 said a number during lunch. You said well, I work twelve days a week. But twelve days a yeah, week. There we go. Yeah, that, that was yeah. that was it. Twelve days a week. I'm um, changing that though. But you're also gonna make you're gonna take a good vacation next summer, right? I'm actually going. Y yes, um, yes, I'm going to Alaska next summer with my family. With my my parents are taking all of us. So perfect. That's and that's a really good trip. Uh, it'll be pretty uh pretty awesome. Um. I have a, a question that I've thought about asking this question to a lot of people. You're the first one I'm going to ask this okay. question to. Uh -oh. Okay. When you die, yep. how will you be remembered? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I want to be remembered by someone that, you know, a colleague of mine, a former colleague of mine, we had some we posed a similar question in, in a group setting and he said what what he wants to do in life is to alleviate the burden of those that he loves right you know make 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 your make the lives of your loved ones easier and i always remember like that's the way i want to be that's not the way i am though right so i think that's that's what i aspire to be is to you know take the burdens away from those in my life that i love but I think what I'll be remembered for is someone that is extremely exuberant about life. Okay. Do you think people are gonna remember Lisa as somebody that was innovative and that brought a solution to something? I that, hope so. Yeah. I hope so. That means if that's if that's the legacy, then that means Landscape Hub was brought to bear fruit. Good. That's the goal. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'll be remembered as the guy that wore the silver shoes. And the pink hat. And By the, the way, hat. Luis is sitting in front of me with the pink hat, and it looks very good. Yeah, I love thank it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. What I, I think I'll be remembered as... Uh, it's a really good question. I've, I've answered that same question in my head. A lot of people dislike me for, for different reasons. Why? Uh, because I have a, a tendency to be very hard on, on things that don't work very well, mm -hmm. especially with, with this company. Yeah. And a lot of people, th I think, I, th this is just my opinion, is a lot of people don't like me because of some outcomes that have happened mm -hmm. while we've transitioned to get a cleaner company, mm -hmm. a better performing company. But within that transition, I think a lot of people are going to remember me as the person that will approach anybody at any setting mm -hmm. and say hi mm -hmm. and communicate well. A lot of people will say, hey, you know, you speak really good English. Mm -hmm. So some people might remember me as mm -hmm. a good speaker. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think people are going to remember me for being just a fun living creature, maybe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. innovative. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Good question. I don't mm -hmm. know. Maybe time will tell. Mm -hmm. If I, would I, say, I would say bold. If I die, if I die tomorrow, you'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Which let's hope no, not. But you never know. Okay. Um, 
Anything else you'd like to add? I know, I know, we're gonna visit. Uh, very likely, we're gonna visit Chicago to see some of the uh, some of the things you guys are doing. Very likely, I'm gonna see you maybe in Baltimore uh, in January. And very likely, we're gonna see the Landscape Hub name attached to some of the things we do here in 2019. Cool. Um, we would love to have you again once we roll out the whole concept in Texas. And one of the things we really hope that this podcast helps people that are maybe starting with a new business or struggling with what they're currently doing mm -hmm. is to feel free and comment on the posting of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we hope that you can answer any questions if any come to, I, you know. Yeah, today. I... Yeah, like I said, I mean, I think the best thing about this industry is the people in it. And I would love to hear from from your listeners. If you have questions about tech in the industry, if you have questions about what a marketplace is, or about, you know, I came from this industry and, and I could speak to a lot of the pain points that you may be feeling as a, as a contractor or a supplier of sorts. So uh, you can directly email me, lisa at landscapehub.com. And no, she's not going to email you in the morning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or maybe in the 12-hour, 12-day uh, 12 week she works. She'll get to you eventually. Uh, that's it for today. Lisa, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for joining us in Houston, Texas. I hope you enjoyed the 69-degree weather right now in Houston. Uh, it, I hear it's in the, in the 40s in Chicago. And it's not, it's not flaring here in, in Houston. So uh, that's it for today. We'll see you next time and we are out.